have you been? How's that traffic? Not sleeping? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear you. And I'm glad we caught up. Uh, welcome to another podcast. Yes, podcasts. The new masturbating. Uh, used to, you used to jerk off to fall asleep. Now you just listen to other people talk about shit. So that's, you know, it's a pretty apt comparison. Anyways, this podcast is called Terribly Funny, and I'm your host, Steve Bazalone. It's the podcast where we talk to, you know, funny people about sad shit. Um, you know, only a few more episodes and I'll stop explaining what the show is, because it's pretty self-explanatory. But, you know, just to get it off the ground, there it is. It took 10 seconds. Anyways, today uh, I, we have a guest who is, is a delight. He's one of my very good friends, an old friend. His name is Gareth Reynolds. He does like it when you call him Garum or Garen. Uh, huge Miami Heat fan, so make sure you bring that up if you ever see him. Uh, but legit, Gareth is one of is is the funniest guy I ever met. When a man was 18 years old, I met him at Emerson College, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is the funniest guy I've ever met." And a lot of times when you're 18, you make bad decisions, like you get your eyebrow pierced, or you wear cargo pants all the time, or you uh, you know you uh, uh, frost your tips. You're not a fully formed person. You're basically a zygote. And you, you, you tend to do stupid shit. However, here it is 16, 17 years later. I'm a, I'm a man, ostensibly, by the eyes of, uh, you know, age and, and nature. And he is still the funniest person I've ever met. So I'm excited to talk to him about some sad things that have happened in his life. Uh, also, you know, just so you give more context, if you don't know this guy, he's worked on Idiot Sitter. Um, he's a, a really funny stand-up, and he has a podcast called The Dollop that if you've not heard, you really should, because honestly, it's better than this one. Uh, and that's it. Let's listen to see what Garen Reynolds has to say about some sad shit. He did have a big... He shit everywhere. He shit everywhere and ruined a book. He's part of the pun, but he's pooped. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, he's real pooped out. He's still pooped out. Staring at you. What do you want from me? Dying. I'm a cat and I fucking shit on a toilet. Shit on a book. What do you want from me? So tell me some stuff. What do you want to know? I don't know, man. Talk to me. A time in your life that was garbage, but something uh, where there was some sort of something in it that like get, made you laugh. There was some levity into it. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> well, I I always like for I think maybe the craziest time of my life. My buddy Dave Cole was like, I want to make a documentary about uh-huh. you during this time of my life because I, uh, you know, Evan and I had worked. Evan so he, Mann. He wants to go back and back in time. So you'd tell the stories, and there would be it would be much like your show. Yes, very much so. Exactly. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Uh, but I, um, so I, you know, when I first moved here, you you did children's birthday parties as I did children's birthday. Yeah, I think parties. you got me into it. Yeah, I was definitely like the gateway birthday partier. You were. I just got. We came from you, then Adam Oler, and, and then, then and Luke did it for a while. Yeah, I like we got Luke into it. Yeah, it you really, were like it really you were was like top like notch though. Yeah, no, I was look, I, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, I was cool. I was like the top. you really birthday party guys. So I remember, and you were furious when I like got a five dollar raise over you. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. What? It wasn't my fault, but like you went to Rich, like, oh, so Steve's making 60 now right now. Oh, then I think I did go to 65. Yeah, yeah, I think I, right yeah. away, I was like, I want to be your top paid guy. Yeah. And he was like, Gareth, after much thinking, 
<laughs> I've decided I will give you 65. Well, you used to go and you used to like spray out this, the costumes and shit too. You yeah. like had to work in that hellhole. No, I was talking about that the other day to someone where I, I used to go like, so yeah, we'd do the birthday parties over the weekend yeah, and then Monday, and Monday I would go to the, the guy Richard's place yeah, and I would, and I would wash all of the costumes or I would make water balloons Oof. for the week or I would, you know, whatever little, ta- the, sometimes I'd organize receipts. I was like, what am I? Am I, this feels Are like they count? I don't know. I must have been all that. What were stuff. you making? Were you making like you go D- for like dirt? He, I think he paid me seven bucks an hour. I don't even know why. Seven dollars an hour. I don't hour? even know why I did it. I think I was just being. I think I was honestly just being nice, and it was like whatever. And also and was, like makes me feel like I have something to do. I guess, but he would. So we'd. So I'd be like washing these fucking like Elmo costumes in his bathtub, or oh. like making and they grenade were the water. Grossest. Oh, dude, it is honest to God. You have not lived until you've hand washed an Elmo costume like on a summer worn like, by Sylvain worn by Sylvain like a 300 pound like El Salvadorian uh, dude he was nice but man did that guy smell like meatballs so uh, dude he was a meatball he smelled and, like hot dog water and you wash that costume the black that comes out oh. like the sweaty dirty mm. grimy blackness that like drains out of that outfit into that that fucking drain ugh um, but, and all this made sense when you would do it to some degree when you were doing it there because it was like in the Cuenca Pass area. Yeah, because it was like close, right? But then he moved north. Then he moved to Long Beach. Then he which moved is to Long Beach, and you're still minutes. doing it. Well, I I think I probably did that for like two months, and okay. then I was like, this is insanity. Yeah. Like, because I'd be leaving at like five, and I was like, why am I taking three hours to get? Yeah, home? why? What am I doing? Yeah, seems like it's a lot of upside for this guy. Yeah, um, but uh, but when, when I used to do those, he would be like. <clears throat> most most Mondays, like around three, he'd be like, "Should we have a Malibu and Coke?" And I'd be like, "Okay." Yeah. And we'd have like two Malibu and Cokes. Okay. Just get a little like, he'd and he'd that. get a little like Malibu drunk, you know. And I'd uh, be like, "I don't feel anything." <laughs> he'd be like, "Oh, this has gone right to my head." I'd be like, "Oh, kid, this fucking costume is filthy." Well, he also used to drink uh, like just tubs of co- of of soda. He would. He had. He's one of those big gulp guys yeah. who would have the ob- obnoxious size thing, and he would go. And I even did this for a while because I was like, that looks fun. Mm-hmm. But he would go to the 7-Eleven and he would make suicides. He would take, Ugh. you know, like nine different sodas in this fucking thing. And he would drink three or four of them a day. Yeah. I mean, he must have been like 4,000 calories so, of soda. So crazy. And he only only reason why he was not an enormous fat person is because he did seven parties a day where he like ran around like a child. And he was the best, though. He, he was great. He really, like, you were like, this dude was put on earth to do this. He he would always tell me, like... He couldn't function in any other no, facet of life, no. but he... Because his favorite band was the Monkees. <coughs> he was great still band. super into Star Wars, <clears throat> like, yeah. a ridiculous way. He thought the prequels were amazing. Yeah, he was one... Yeah, that's, that's when you know... A, he was great at kids' parties. Yeah, that's yeah. when you know you're a Star Wars fan. When you're like, I, I no, Jar Jar Binks it has like kind of an attitude that thing. I gravitate towards. You know, I understand. Like everybody's drives are very clear here, and the yeah. fish people, great, it's, revolutionary. Sure, it's only informational. Yeah, but that's fun. Yeah, but they they got kills. Um, but anyway, so so okay, so I you know I was doing the birthday parties mm-hmm. and then um and making a, a like a good enough money to sort of like live, but barely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as, as we all were in our as we all 20s, were yeah. and. Uh, and then I started to work construction too for a really? while. Yeah, I worked at my brother's construction oh, I company. Yeah, yeah. I started painting houses, like which I did a bunch in Wisconsin. And then so we kind of had a little house painting business where I would just paint his houses yeah, for him and shit. I remember that because there was a period of time every time I'd hang out with you, you'd just be like, 
covered in pain. Yeah. Well, it really would get to the point where you would just be like, what is, you know, there's, you become like a nihilist. You're yeah. just like, I, you know, what's the point? What, what is, what, it's all just there's no value in doing this. It'll be right back. Yeah. And, um, so I was doing that and then, you know, Evan and I got a gig, Evan man, Jew mm-hmm. writing partner. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Guy. Um, he's, he's the man. He's the Evan man. Uh, we I, got it. We got a gig terrible. for Axe body spray. Oh, right. We, we went and did all, you know, we made these, these, stupid videos for like um uh, writing the playbook on how to meet women and all this Uh shit so through that we which by the way evan is the guy to write the playbook on how to meet women listen you know yeah he's he's a smooth operator been with the same lady since he was like 13 yeah he knows how to do it he played the field yeah played the field (laughs) yeah he's totally did long distance for what 30 years they did 30 years ldr yeah so he knows what's up yeah so he's out there writing the playbook on how to meet women Mm -hmm. i now that we're talking about it i don't know why this campaign wasn't more successful yeah it doesn't make any sense um, so we did that and then through that we got a Comedy Central pilot mm-hmm. which um, you know at the time was crazy because we were like we were just like in charge of all of it we'd never really written anything right so we do this so I'm really like my career I'm like in my head I'm like my career is in a good we, spot I got, feel like I've got stuff happening I feel like I'm always making money you know all this stuff watch out deadline yeah so I exactly so I so I'd, I'd quit the parties I'd quit construction and I was mm-hmm. really you know feeling good and um and then, so then we're waiting for the Comedy Central pilot to to see what's up. And right. the, the pilot is not good. It's like, like we... Is this one about the Night Eater? No, no, that's the Eat Walker. The that Eat was Walker. the MTV one. Oh, right. Th- this one was called Evan and Gareth are trying to get laid. Oh, right, I remember it, this. It really was, like, it could have maybe worked, but we just didn't know enough about, like, the process and how you can say no to notes and all right. this stuff, so... And you didn't have Todd Strim Shaman directing? We did not have Strim Shaman. Oh, problem. Uh, we did not have Schomburg on this one. Yeah. And uh, so so we're waiting. But as we're waiting, like, you know, I'm starting to be like, fuck, I, you know, not only do I want this to get picked up, I kind of need this to get picked yeah. up because I don't really have any money. Stop spraying out Elmo's. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm not getting that sweet seven bucks an hour. No, God, God damn it. And Malibu and Coke is expensive to buy on your well, own. Well, that's true. If you think about it, if you add a Malibu and Coke to the hourly rate, that's, that's like eight fifty an hour. For sure. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Yeah. In Malibu bucks. <laughs> and. And, um, so, so I, uh, I have to go back to the kids' birthday parties mm-hmm. and, which is a, an impossible pill to swallow. And, uh, and then I oh. go back to work in construction well, and you had uh, to go back to doing the kids' parties. Well, actually I think it was, I think I was working construction for, I think okay. while I was waiting, I was like, I can work construction to just like make enough to like survive on and then hopefully the show goes. Well then... So then I'm, I'm, I, I remember this very vividly. Mm-hmm. I was in a house. I was tiling a, wall, a bathroom wall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, make, you mix grout. Like, and you got to make the grout, the thing that you put the tile sure. on. It needs to have this, like, kind of thick consistency, but you still got to be able to move it and stuff. And so, sure. you know, it's a process sometimes when you're like me and are kind of an idiot. Yep. You know, you're, like, adding water, and then you're adding more grout, and you're kind of, like, eventually like a, getting there. your person has no marketable skills like both of us? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. no skills to yeah. offer society. And, uh... So I'm, I've made the grout too watery. So I'm like trying to get these tiles to stick on the wall. And I know that I'm going to hear that day. So I'm kind of just like preoccupied right. with that. And uh, the tiles are, are not sticking. They're sort of sliding down the wall. <laughs> and my phone rings. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, and it's my manager. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so I go, I, I leave the bathroom. I clean the grout off my hand. I go outside. I take the call. And, uh, you know, they say, he basically tells us that, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to do the show, uh, cause it was not good. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and, uh, fair note. And, um. Not really a note so much. Well, yeah. it's yeah. a little bit of a note. Next time, make it better. Next time, do everything differently. Yeah, okay, good stuff. Uh, so, 
so I like was like fuck so I go back into the bathroom and I'm just like looking at this these tiles just like sinking and I'm just like oh fuck me what am I gonna fucking do uh-huh. you know and then uh, and then over you know like over the course of like two months or a month and a half I realized I had to go back to kids birthday parties Ugh. so then I was so That's then the most demoralizing so then I had to so then I was working construction like five days a week and I was doing parties and I would be doing parties during the week sometimes I'd like leave a construction house to go like be spider-man you know Mm -hmm. whatever and um and i just was i just couldn't make enough money to try to continue to pursue the things i wanted to do and you know actually live and so for about a year i just secretly was doing kids birthday parties i didn't tell anybody i'd gone back to them and i was working construction and i would probably be borrowing money here and there from my friends and like um I I was living in this shithole in Koreatown. I think I remember that place, but I was, I was never there. That's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, it was expensive. And, and so I just, I couldn't maintain. And my car fucking broke down and, uh, you know, all this shit. And for like a year, I was just out of my mind. I mean, I was just, I couldn't. I remember so vividly when I went back to the first birthday party mm-hmm. being and I was wearing the old like Adam West Batman suit and I was Oof. just at like this preschool and I was about to go do it and I was just sitting in my car just like what the actual fuck like how mm-hmm. is this my life you know I, not realizing that I would experience moments like that for, for forever, a while forever uh, but but I was just really I mean it was just so like it was the toughest I, I mean I remember that that, that year I was literally like living on microwavable pizzas that I'd get from Vaughn's yep. and uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Sure, sure. And I, I ate meat at the time. So I would just be like eating cheap fast food and just, just again, not doing enough to keep up with like bills and internet and phone and what all was that it? shit. Was it, it, did you have like a lot of student loans? Was that the thing that was really No, it just, out? no, it really was just that I had, you know, I was just self-sustaining and right. it just, I just didn't have... You know, well, I remember like when I was like 22 or 23 or something out here and that was doing kids parties as well. And like, it was also like writing for magazines and newspapers, but like, they don't give a fuck. They'll pay you whenever. Yeah. You get paid like 50 cents a word and like, oh, you wrote this article eight months ago. We'll, we'll give you a check in another three months. Yeah. Um, but just like the same thing. I remember getting into like a fender bender once and I owed a guy like, cause I didn't want to go through insurance. I owed him like $800. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, I'll just sell my car. I can get eighteen hundred dollars for the shit box of a car and that'll like i'll stay that'll keep me afloat for four weeks yeah and then you know you you are also like you you're just you know you can't have a bad thing happen like yeah. you'll and and when there's the, no buffer there's no safety net and just bad stuff kept happening like i i would just i you know shit just kept happening where i mean it would be like the sort of thing where you just get like a letter from the irs that's like hey dumbass you owe us four grand from like three years ago stupid and you're uh-huh. like no also come on irs don't call me stupid yeah very uh, oddly yeah. it was handwritten too which was weird that feel that was not real uh well that no, was not a real that was not the real i have to go back through some yeah. like, files yeah make sure that somebody stole four thousand all those t's yeah dotted those mm-hmm will be uh but um but it was also like, you know, it was like such a fast, I, I even remember like as I was going through it, just thinking like, this is just like a really fascinating time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I really thought that I would be okay, but also you have no idea. And, you know, you're just so, it, it's so depressing when you have no money, yeah. you have no 
you know, you have no real, like I was living here for, for most of it. And like, I just, you know, couldn't afford my rent. Mm -hmm. People were like offering me to like live in their garages and stuff. And I was just like, I was like, how do people think that I'm not going to work out? How fucking, what a kick in the dick is it? It's great that you have friends who are like, yeah, I want to help you. But it's like the most like emasculating, demoralizing thing. Like you want to stay in my garage? Yeah. Do you want to be like Kirk Cameron when he like graduated high school at our house? Do you, do you want to be like cousin Balky for us for a while? Oh God. So bad. So bad. That would have been an amazing way to play it to just be Balky for a year. Sure. My year is Balky. Yeah. Um, but, but it was also very funny. I mean, it was also like, it wouldn't be lost on me at times that it was like just the, the worst existence. But isn't that also interesting? Like when you have those moments in time where I think it's rare, rare when you have like this moment, like, oh, this is awful, but I'm able to see like, I think this is like a temporary thing. Yeah. I think this is like, at some point, I think I'm, I'm hoping that this is building character or doing something. Well, and you, I think it is, you know, I think in the, Honestly, like, it is very important to be humbled often. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And, like, that is such a... Because uh, you've worked with people who have not been humbled. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they're nightmares. Yeah, I think... You know, the truth is, I think that, like, you... You know, you want to be able to do shit that is tough because at the end of the day, it makes your life more enjoyable when it's for good. Sure. As opposed to if you've had, you know... Like, I, I just... I never had money, like, to... You know, I didn't have, like a bank like a my dad's credit card or like yeah. a bank account that I could just draw money you know I just had what I had yeah and it was fucking so depressing and miserable and um just the toughest yeah well especially when you have like other people who are coming from coming from a lot of money or yeah. have like the, a trust fund or like all these because we like you know we came up with a, a bunch of kids who yeah came from like upper middle class or upper class yeah and it's like oh fuck and you know you don't safety net yeah and you know you can't like you don't begrudge anybody for having like access to security but don't but over time you're like god damn it their life is so easy yeah Yeah. I I mean I remember one time in college when I had no money and I was talking to a mutual friend of ours Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm so broke and he's like I know dude it's the fucking worst I was like yeah and like later that day he was like let's go get sushi and I was like what and he's like I'll just put on my dad's card and I was like well no you're not broke you're not broke that's not a thing you're not broke Ugh. When I was smoking like basic lights in Boston. Oh sure. Or GPCs. Oh yeah, I remember those. Mm, yeah, it was a fun phase. Well, I had the thing where like in college, because like I was lucky enough to do a bunch of commercials in college. Yeah. So like I had money in college. Like, yeah. You were, what was the casting place you were always at? Ty Doyle. Ty Doyle. You Ty were like Doyle. the little guy. Yeah. I like booked one thing with them. You did like, the yeah. anti-smoking yeah, thing. Did the the truth. Did like eight spots for them, and then they just would call me in all the time. Ugh. It was amazing. Yeah. But then like I had like. Annie Mevin, my writing partner, will oftentimes say like she like thought I was she knew like I was like she thought I was fancy in college because we I go to like bars and I'd get like a Stella. Oh yeah. And she's like, ooh, look at this guy. Wow, he got a four dollar beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're killing it. <laughs> yeah, crushing the game. But then as soon as I got out of college, uh, all that went away because <laughs> like then I had more life things to pay for, and then yeah. I had like fifty thousand dollars in hospital debt like accrued very quickly. And I was like, what the fuck happened? With the, with, I, from getting sick. Yeah. That was in college that started? No, no, no. Like oh, right that was, after like right, 23, yeah, yeah, 23 yeah. 24, 25, 26. Like that's where like, just, where did all this fucking shit come from? Yeah. Yeah. That must have just been the most brutal. I mean, you oh. you really are one of these guys who has been through so much shit. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a good, it is almost, I mean, it's probably why you do this podcast, but it really, you've become like the most balanced dude. Like you can, you can almost handle anything. Uh, right? I'm, I, yeah, I feel like I'm at a place now where uh, 
Okay, so in December, my ex's uh, dad uh, committed suicide. Okay. It was awful. It was right. really sad. Right. It was this brutal period. Um, but, like, as soon as, like, I found out, like, I found out, like, moments after it happened, I was, like, there was a part of me that went, like, oh, this I know how to do. Yeah. Like, right. this I, like, I get how to do this. Yeah. As opposed to, like, there was, like, all last year, there was, like, 10 months where there wasn't anything catastrophic on the horizon. I was, like, yeah. I don't know what to do here. Yeah. So, it was just, like, creating chaos, kind of. Really? Now, a little bit. Yeah. Like, I'd stay out late or, like, sleep <laughs> with people who were, like, eh, what are you doing? Yeah. Just, like, making weird things. Right. Is it, like... Com- just seeking complications. Kind of. Yeah. Or just like, yeah, just like creating exhaustion because that's what's normalized. Yeah. But like as soon as this awful thing happens, like, oh, okay, this I get. It was like a, like a, a grief counselor or like somebody. Yeah. It's like the, the I feel like it's the awful, you know, a, a hurt locker. Yeah. That where he like goes home and like he's finally got a normal life. And he's like, I can't do it because I'm addicted to adrenaline. Yeah. Terrible ending of a movie. But still, like that's kind of like what I felt a little bit. What was, did you have a normal childhood? Yeah, pretty normal. I mean, Your parents? My parents split up, but yeah. like, everybody has that, right? Yeah. Or like most of us do. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. Yeah. So your trauma was saved for later in life. Yeah. 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 Your yeah. 20s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's lucky. Yeah, which is good. But I also feel like like the period you're talking about, like the people who didn't have that are just like insufferable. Like the people who never were like, never were PAs and yeah. never had to really worry about money. Yeah. It's just like really hard to get invested in whatever well, it's almost like are. It's almost like when, so, you know, when somebody, you know, I think when I thought about what my move to LA would be like, you know, I really, in my head, even when you hear, even when I heard people be like, it's impossible, all this shit, Mm -hmm. in my head, I was like, not for me. Like, I'll be fine. And I really thought that I'd come out here and I'd just book something quick. 100%. And I would just be fine. And that, you know, I didn't even realize how hard it was to get shows on the air or anything. I just was like, yeah, I'll get on a show. You know, and then I'll start like that. And... Then you go through, I mean, fucking years of realizing, oh, fuck. I, I mean, it's just not like that. Yeah. And you have no, and, but when people do get that early, like if some, the people who I like do come to LA and, and they book a fucking, you know, they book a part at 23. They're unemployed for the flight out. Yeah. And, and then they, it. exactly. And then they book, they book something at 23. It's successful as fuck. They have a great run. Mm-hmm. They're dicks. Yeah. They're huge dicks. Yep. And I think I would probably have been a dick. Oh, I would have been an enormous... If I wasn't like... If I didn't get sick at like 23, I'm sure I'd be an enormous cock. Even though like there was things that were still hard, there I would just wouldn't be like... I wouldn't have the patience or the kindness or yeah. like, all the things that make you like a better person. Yeah. And I mean that... And and that's what... Yeah, and you see it. You see like when you're around yeah. people who've had it easy, they're, they're just fucking dicks. Yeah, all the time. Not even... Even if they're your friends and they're not dicks to you... They're the people who don't thank waiters. Yep. They're the people who don't, uh, ign- they don't understand the, you know. Who complain about, like, and I find, like, because I've, you know, been lucky enough to work, like, as a writer for long enough. And I remember when I first got my first writer's job, like, because I've been working in features, but that's, like, always. That's real never tenuous. Yeah, you never know. Like, you yeah. get, like, a windfall, and then you wouldn't get money for, like, a year yeah. and a half. But, like, when I first started working in a writer's room, like, I remember listening to all these guys who've been doing it, like, 15 years, and they were, like complaining about the bougiest shit like talking about like what broker to use for a car like what travel agent do they use like we're looking at the second house we're going to uh god it's such a pain in the ass to go to aspen over the holiday like all these well, things that, that last one is true though that, that is, is true. that it's is really it is a nightmare over the holidays because yeah, I mean, that, that airport so well tiny. it's just it's very small yeah yeah 
But it's such a, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. I mean, it, but honestly, like the delay, sometimes it'll take three hours to get to Aspen. I'm like, what? Yeah, come on. You start, I'm a different person by the time Even I in my PJ? Yeah. Come on. I'm a different person it by the time I person. But I remember listening to these things and being like, what the fuck is this world? Yeah. And now like, you know, six years later. You are. Yeah. You're I'm like, like, my I'm, man bag strap broke. Yeah. Well, I just was, I recommend to like a staff writer to like a little while ago. I was like, yeah, there's this uh, travel agent if you want. You should, they're great. Travel, why are you using a travel agent? Because they, do you know the things about travel agents? That they do, are, they the, do everything for you, and they, they, they don't cost anything. What? Yeah, travel agents, they don't cost anything. How do they not cost anything? Because I think they get kickbacks from all these places. Really? Yeah, it's amazing. Like, I've yet to use them, I've just like had them put together things, so, like, <coughs> the trips haven't come to fruition. Right. But, like, they just do everything. Jesus, okay. Yeah, Good which I didn't realize. Good so, to know. You know. So we are having yeah. this conversation. Next time you're going to Aspen, yes. use my travel I actually was just in Aspen two weeks ago. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're both doing very well. But like, I think it's interesting from like an outside perspective because like, I always saw you as like, okay, so Gareth and I went to school together. But I'm like, when first went to first went to Emerson, yeah. like you and like probably like JJ and Jimmy, like yeah. when I first got there, I was like, holy fuck, these are like the guys, you were like the guys I looked up to. Cause like you guys were like all, like we're in the, we're the funniest guys and like had your shit together and like that was still my perspective when I got out here and like because from like outside like you had a Comedy Central thing oh yeah and I knew you were doing kids parties but like we were all doing garbage shit to like keep the pay the money so like from my perspective like oh this guy's doing great well I think I also during that time you know I really did not want people to know that I'd gone back to birthday parties it sounds really weird no I get that but I just I was so you know that you. Like, I didn't realize the downside of having a pilot, which is that, and, and like, we threw a party, like, Evan and I had a party mm-hmm. to, like, celebrate getting a pilot. So we were yeah. very, like, we have a, you know, people knew what was going on. The, more, the older I get, I just don't tell people shit. Oh, no. I mean, you know, even if it's, you just, look, if someone will find out about it, great. If not, it doesn't, you know, just keep it to your fucking self. Uh, agreed, 100%. But, so this was a time we were very, so I didn't realize the downside would be, that for the two, three months after waiting to hear Everybody's that, asking that everybody was asking all the time, we didn't mm-hmm. have an answer. And then to have the answer and to, you know, for the amount of time, for the 80 times that you got congratulated by people, now you had to say it didn't get picked up 80 times. Yep. And you really like the chickens come home to roost and you now have to like, your good news is bad news. And just constantly delivering it and, and having to watch like people be like, oh man, that fucking sucks. And be like, yeah, yeah it yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah, no, that didn't occur to me that, that how much it sucks, but thank you for reminding me. But it, I, it never, it just never, you know, dawned on me. But, but that is why, like, it was, I just wanted to, to hide it. And I just didn't, you know, people yeah. would be like, are you coming to the barbecue? I'd be like, I can't, I'm helping my brother move, mm-hmm. you know, but I'd be like <laughs> also, Spider-Man paint, and Rosita. I have paint all over my clothes. Yeah. Also, yeah, I've painted on my Spider-Man outfit. <laughs> well, I remember, I remember, uh, when I stopped doing kids parties, cause I stopped, I did this like the same thing as you. Like I sold my first screenplay and then I was like, fuck this. Yeah. And I basically, I didn't do that. Like I basically did like the fuck you to rich without doing it. I was yeah. Like, yeah. I'm done. I did this other thing. So I don't need you yeah. without being an asshole. But, uh, and then he like wrote me a note and he's like, after three and a half years or two and a half years and 429 oh, parties. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. When I heard my number, it was shocking. What was your final number? It was like 575. That's crazy. Yeah. That's I, so many. It's so I many. I thought 429 was so many. Well, it, I mean, you know, look, it's just, it's nuts. Yeah. I mean, when you really, when you look back on what it was, I mean, the idea of drive, you know, you, dr- it's such a weird fucking life. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, and it's such a lonely little existence because you're just in your car. I remember when I was, 
I was going through a breakup with the girl that I moved to LA with. I remember this period. And uh, I... I remember you getting pulled over during this period or something. Uh, well, what, it, it was fucking crazy because I was, you know, I was doing the kids' parties and um, we, I was living with this, this girl and we broke up and then like we're back together, but then we broke up and then she like had gone through my email and saw that I'd emailed this girl after we'd broken up, mm-hmm. like we were still sort of living together for a month, I'd emailed this girl and I was like, talk, you know, I wasn't even to say I was talking shit, but I was just sort of saying like, yeah, I'm, You're I'm single and yeah, mingle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, so she, she freaked the fuck out. I was playing poker in like the like community area of where I lived in Burbank mm-hmm. and uh, she came out. Which is she, depressing unto itself. Yes. Yeah. And she came out and she was like, I need to talk to you. And I went in. She starts screaming at me, and as I'm just, like, looking at the floor, just like, oh, God, this is a nightmare, she fucking sucker punches me in the fucking temple. What? And I almost, I almost, like, I almost went black. Like, I was very, it was like, it's like the end of a Looney Tunes episode where it's like, you know, the black sort of scene. Like, I had that, and I almost had to, like, porky pig, like, the blackness (laughs) open again to be like, I can still stand. Uh And then, so I, I left. And, what was your um, response to the sucker punch, though? You're just like, oh, I was just like, this is, I can't be here. Like, this yeah. is toxic, and you know, I understand what you're saying, but you're getting. I mean, like, you know, I could have fucking called the cops. You which can't punch people. The the pussiest cops call sure. ever to be like, my lady has hurt my head. Officer, come arrest this. You know the bitch. porky pug, th- porky pig thing. <laughs> yeah. that happened to me, yeah. officer. <laughs> and uh, so then, so then I was like, I can't live here. So then I kind of couch hopped for the month, uh-huh. and I was kind of like just staying. You know, during the day, I would just kind of be in my car most of the day. Yeah, I think you were on our couch for a little bit. Yeah, I was all gardener place. Yeah, I yeah. was all over the place, and uh, and I was doing. I remember I had to dress up like the Riddler. Oh Jesus! I never got the joy of doing the Riddler. Oh, uh, just a pleasure. And mm-hmm. I was in my car before, and I was crying. Uh huh. As you do. And uh, I was just sitting in my car, like weeping. Yep. Before I had to go to this party, and like with you know, ten minutes left, I was like, "Okay, get your shit together." Thankfully, the Riddler wears that little like yeah, mask, yeah. yeah. So I was able to kind of cover up my eyes. And this woman, as I was leaving, uh, insisted that I take a whole pizza. And so I took a whole pizza. And as I was just like sitting in my car, I was just like, "What is my fucking life?" <laughs> I was like, "What is this?" Like I have like Riddler and like Sully from Monsters Inc. costumes uh-huh. in my car. I have a full pizza. I have no home. Yep. What the fuck is going? Like, is this is? I was like that kid who came home from the dentist, drugged. I was like, is oh, this yeah. real life? Is this, is real? this real? This is not about this. I'm gonna wake up. Yeah, I'm gonna wake up and be in the mind of an autistic child any but, second now. And then you think like the truth is like this. You know, when you think you the the a, ch- a children's birthday entertainer, you don't really think about what is that human like. Like, what is the? But the truth is, I mean, I was like crying in my car. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, everybody, keep your eyes out for Batman. You know, like ten minutes into it. Uh huh. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, several one one time doing a kids party, uh, almost getting, I like it was in like East LA. It was like for sure like a, a very gang heavy. It was the sure. area. Which uh, was always the best too when you would just get an address mm-hmm. because this is before like GPS. No, we I, everything was I did. We had to go to Maps uh, MapQuest MapQuest yeah MapQuest everything. And you so you had no real clue 
where you were going. Where you were going. And as you would, as you'd be driving, you'd be like, oh no. Mm. Oh boy. This is great. Oh, this neighborhood's taking a turn. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh, That's boy. a low rider. Well, I'm excited. Oh boy. And I would always get to parties early. Same. So, and then I'd like Depressingly early. So early. Yeah. And it would nap because you'd like have like an hour and a half between parties and then yeah. it'd take like a half an hour to get there. Yeah. And like, I enjoy that because I'm like, oh, I can nap for a while. Um, but I got this one party early, like East LA, it was clearly low riders everywhere. And, uh, there was, I parked right in front of this one house where there's like all these like kind of thuggish dudes, like sitting on the stoop, like drinking. And they see just like a random like white kid in like an Oldsmobile Chiva, uh, hanging out. And like, so they keep on like one by one, they come up and like, they're like mean mugging me, like looking at me, checking right. me out. And it's like, like getting like increasingly like more aggressive. Yeah. Like it's, they're threatened like by curious. you and you're like, guys. Yeah. They're like getting more and more aggressive, like to the point where like finally like it's ten minutes before the party. It's so, like all right, I need to go, and I'd always just like get dressed in the street, so like strip down to my underwear and put on the spandex Spider-Man. I would do it in my car. Well, that's nice. Yeah. No, I, I did for a while, and then after I was like, fuck it, I don't care. No, it is like it's Tommy just, Boy changing in the bathroom on the plane. Yeah, yeah, I did not give a shit. Like, yeah. After a while, I was like this is my life. It's terrible. I'm, why am I trying? <laughs> Welcome to die? everybody. So finally, it's like. You know, it's slowly, it's like, it first starts out, they're like just confused and intrigued, like, what's happening over here? And then they're like, what's going on? What, who the fuck is this kid just sitting here? And so, like, 10 minutes for the party, there's, like, two dudes just, like, standing there, like, enormous dudes, just, like, arms crossed, just, like, looking at me. And I'm like, Ugh. So I get up to put on my costume. I go to my trunk, and they're, like, really oh, Jesus. suspicious when I go to my trunk. Open the trunk. And then I pull out the Spider-Man and I start to take off my pants and they're just, and they all lose it. They I all know. just laugh at me, uh, pointing and laughing like, uh-huh. Yeah, well, not a threat, clearly. I, I, I remember being Spider-Man in, in like the ghetto once and I, I mean the, the laughter. Yep. Like because you'd want to park a block away just mm -hmm. because after the party you could then get a, a little bit away from yeah, the kids. Yeah, the kids would run you down. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. And uh, you would just like have to take that shameful walk. Yep. That one, the one block walk with, as Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Where you, yeah, I mean, not only as, as Spider-Man, as Spider-Man with this big dumb Tupperware thing full of magic tricks and balloons and a big sack of hula hoops. And also just sweat everywhere. Oh, and just drip. Yeah. Just dying. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean like you, you constantly, I mean, I just, you feel constantly humbled and like, Oh yeah, a job like that. That was the most humbling experience. Also, it's the best hangover cure I've ever encountered. Oh, doing it hungover was the it, absolute worst. It was so bad. The the worst, especially like you, I would do like I remember doing the Incredible Hulk once. Oh, and, the, and, and that outfit is just you couldn't see anything. Shit. I mean, you just have two pinholes to look through, and you just sweat and you have so to much. scream. Yeah. Ugh. And like scream like a like a fucktar like yeah. Hulk, Hulk uh, this, yeah. Hulk that. Kids, sit. Uh, Stop hurting Hulk leg. Yeah, and I once knocked. Parents. I, I knocked out a kid. Oh my god, that's how you got to do it. I mean, like accidentally because I couldn't see anything. I was carrying this little tiny boombox. Uh, I know I exactly what happened. Fast, yeah. Hit him in the face. He was out. <laughs> so, right. But like you would go, you would go and like and sweat for like forty minutes for an hour straight. Yeah, and you'd feel like garbage for the first half an hour. And, and by the end, end, you're like, oh, I guess I feel okay. I sweated out every all the poison I put in my body. And last the night. end of that day, you'd be like, uh, you just didn't. I mean, it makes you. It's a job that hungover doing that would make you appreciate the couch. Oh yeah, so much, so much. It would just that would all that would be. Even when I'm on the road, a lot of times I'll think I'll just think about the moment when. I can just be on my couch again. Mm -hmm. And when you're actually there, you're like, this is just the, it's the greatest. The best thing. I, my brother and I one time stayed up to watch the Rugby World Cup. Yeah, That sure. was like four, like started like 3 a.m. Uh, we went to this bar, we snuck in a flask because they stopped serving at two. Right. And we were just 
drinking whiskey and we were, I probably went to bed at like 6.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first party was probably at 10. Oh no. And I was shit-faced. And so I go to this first party and I'm sitting in my car and I'm dressed up as Spider-Man. I don't feel good. And I have, you put these little Spider-Man gloves on before the mask. So I have my little Spider-Man gloves on. I was probably like five minutes out Mm -hmm. and I have a hair in my mouth. Mm -hmm. And so I, with the glove on, I try to pull the hair out of my mouth, but I can't do it. And it's just like, and then I just like putting a nylon glove on my mouth. It Uh, just all made me feel very nauseous. So I open my door, I heave. I just like basically just one quick pop of vomit. And uh, I'm like, oh God. And then in my rear view, I see a guy approaching my car and I'm like, oh shit. So I throw an Altoid in my mouth. It's the dad. I jump around to hide my puke, uh-huh. and I just go meet him right there. And he's like, "Hey, I, I saw you over. I just want to make sure you understand that when we, when you come in, you know." And I'm like, "Oh, cool. Yes, uh-huh, for sure, sure, sir. Absolutely. I will do all the professional things you need for me mm-hmm. today." And then I just move my car. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I see. I I had such disdain and was so uh, lazy about the job that I stopped wearing the gloves. What? Yeah, I didn't wear the gloves. Because I couldn't tie the fucking balloons in those gloves. Nobody could. Yeah. So I didn't give a shit. That's why Spider-Man needed to stick to, like, saving people. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I would, they'd be like, well, why? I can see your hands. Like, well, they help me climb better. I just always had an excuse. Well, I, with, with, with Spider-Man, I'd always have a good argument. They'd be like, I can see your skin. And I'd be like, I'm Peter Parker, dummies. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I also found, like, the best way to uh, uh, work with a kid was to treat them like an idiot. Yeah. Because they respected that. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, you're like, I know you're not the real Batman. Oh, you really figured that out, Junior, on your own? And then I'm not, the real Batman's not here making balloons for you. Don't you think it's better things to do? And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, now go play Ring Around the Rosie, dick. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, I remember one time you telling some story about getting, pull- like, during this period, where you were, like, mostly in your car and on couches. Yeah. Where you got pulled over. And oh like, yeah, that's right. what happened. Well, it, I, actually, one of the more one of the more touching moments in my life, right, was mm-hmm. when I, you know my like my friends knew that it was a nightmare, and I had uh, I was writing a movie with Evan and um, our buddy Todd Trump, Pom Pom, mm-hmm. and uh, Wait, was this American Beef? No, this is a Teen Tour. Oh yeah, that I, one uh, sure. Yeah, I remember, which working, would be I remember great, working that briefly. Yeah. Great to read that. Yeah, now. Sure. Um, but Mike, I had a uh, still a good idea. It is a good idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck it though. And uh, <laughs> I had I had a little uh, a PC, and it was a piece of shit, and it broke, and so I like I had no I, I was just out of my mind. So my my computer broke, uh, and then eventually after this period, uh, these guys bought me like a fucking Mac hard drive and mm-hmm. like a I mean I was I cried because uh, I was so like oh my god this is the the nicest thing anyone yeah. had ever done yeah and um. But, so the computer broke, I needed it to work, uh, and my buddy Oren, who I went to high school with, who lived in like Santa Monica, was like, if you can bring it to me, I can take a look at it. Right. So, I, I took the computer, I was driving it to Santa Monica, and I'm flying down the freeway, and I get pulled over. I just come from the gym, too. So I was just, like, in gym shorts. Sure. And uh, I get pulled over. Like, the cop is like, dumbass, get off the freeway. You're going really fast. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I was listening to music. Like, uh-huh. I've been doing that for a minute. Uh-huh. So I pull off. He comes over. He's not impressed. He He's just, yeah, sure. he's like, you, he's like, you were going really fast back there. I go, I, I'm, I'm really sorry, man. I, I go, I, you know, I, I apologize. He goes, let's license and registration. And I'm like, oh, fuck, because I'm in my gym shorts. All I have is a Bally's ID. And I go, all I have is this. And he's like, what? So he like goes to his car. And, uh, <laughs> and as, he's, as he's 
he comes back and he's just baffled and he just looks at me and he sees the computer and he goes, what are you? Are you a student? And I just, for whatever reason, go, no, sir, I'm just a dirty man in a dirty car. And he just was like, what? And he just starts laughing. And then he's just like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, man. It was just, but I just, I mean, I had a car, like, I looked like I was a storm chaser. Uh-huh. Like, I just had, like, papers everywhere. <laughs> I had, like, an open PC next to me. You had, like, bottles of Jack in the back or something. Oh, I used to also yeah. piss in bottles in my car, too. Sure, so when you're doing parties. When I would do parties, yeah. I would, because you can't, you know, you have no time. So I developed this terrible habit. No, it's great. It's really it's Where I would economy. just pee in bottles. Yeah. Uh, constantly. Yeah. Even when there would be, like, a bathroom near. I'd be like, fuck it, I got pee <laughs> bottles, you know? Let's see if I can fit. Yeah, so I just have just have a car full of piss bottles, an open PC, papers everywhere, no ID. You were like a you were like a like a twenties Howard Hughes. Yeah, with no money. No, with no and no. Yeah, exactly. And and half the eccentricities. Yeah, well, I I was getting there, but um, but yeah, I mean, and again, I mean, that was in this time where it was just like it, just everything that was bad. I I remember, I my buddy Steve Byrne had a place downtown, Mm -hmm. and he's on he's a comic, so he's on the road you know, 51 weeks out of, out of the year. And uh, he had this place and he's like, look, I, I'm in town two and a half, three days a week. He's like, why don't you, cause he knew I was struggling. Yep. He's like, why don't you live there? Uh, you pay me like 200 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. He's like, those two days a week, you either sleep on the couch or you can like crash at someone else's house, save some money. So I gave my 30 days notice at that shithole. Right. And uh, I was driving my car uh, shockingly and it started to like have problems and it, it was like it was a stick shift and so it was like the gear like I just in like second gear also I moved out here with a stick shift too it just shows how dumb both of us smart were. smart moves yeah eventually you're like I have a sciatica I don't uh, understand why yeah. uh, but so I'm driving I'm tr- all I'm trying to do is get the car to the dealership to have it worked on and as I'm driving down I'm like in second gear going like 50 just like yep. come on baby and it's not working so I have to get a tow truck. So I, I called the Honda dealership. They come, they send a tow truck. Mm-hmm. As the guy's towing me, I'm like, my car's fucked. Steve calls and he's like, dude, I, I got bad news. I, uh, he's like, my brother, Ugh. he's like, my, my brother, you know, has asked to stay at my place. And, you know, my parents really feel like I should do that. And so I, I got to say, you know, I'm, I'm very sorry. But and you've already you know, put your notice in. Already put my notice in. Had already been like counting on the fact that I was going to be saving money. Yep. So I'm in the tow with like my dead car getting that news. And I was like, mother of fucking God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was, yeah, it was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And I had to like get that place back, keep paying that rent, Ugh. then borrow like a grand from my brother to fix my fucking car. Ugh. That's yeah. also the kick in the pants. I remember doing that, like getting money wired to me so I could fix this shit box of a car that I should have just got let it go like two years before I did because every, every two months I was putting 600 bucks into it and I didn't yeah. have 600 bucks at all no I would borrow money from friends I really would yeah. I would, borrowed money from like Steve Berg from Evan like I would borrow money from my buddies and you know pay them back when I could because again you you know I would have gigs like there would yeah. be little things popping up yeah whatever it was there would like be something yeah like a commercial or whatever the fuck it was but it still was just like this con like I was always borrowing money yeah. I was always in debt I was always like fucking freaking out I was just always trying to pick up weird jobs like I did a I did two sex studies whoa yeah with Adam Oler got me into it because remember Julia Wackenheim used to work at this doctor's office or whatever and yeah. they did studies and the one was it was like a sleep study but it was they were testing on a new sleeping pill and affecting its uh, seeing what the effects are were on men's sperm, so you'd have to take a sleeping pill every night, and then like once a month come and take blood, which was the hardest thing for me because at that point I was not sick, so I was really squeamish about needles. Oh god! Uh, but then jerk off into a cup, 
but like I figured out there was like a 30%, 33% chance you ended up with placebo. And Adam Muller was doing it too, our friend Adam Muller. And he said like, oh God, the pill knocks me the right out as soon as I take it. And I had taken it like three nights in a row and it knocked me out. So I took it for the rest of the week. It's like, oh, I got the placebo. So, so then I got paid like 2,500 bucks grand over the course of like jack five off. months. You had to jack off and get blood taken. And then the same company did another study afterwards where they were just testing. They were monitoring like the average uh, amount of time spent during actually having sex on like different age people. So at the time I was dating this, our friend, this girl, Carmel. So we had to go in, they gave us a stopwatch. And then we just had like, every time we had sex, we'd time ourselves. But then we got really lazy about Wait, that would too. Wait, you, would you have to have sex at this place? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, it wasn't like- Cause I was like, this table. is clearly like just some genius. who's like, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. Time, time yourselves. yourselves. Not try to beat your record. Come on. I'm gonna be in the faster, closet. Faster. Faster. Um, call me a baby. <laughs> we did. We did <laughs> Look into my eyes. Yeah, that was, that was good. Actually, that was the best sex I've had. That is, uh, yeah. But then we got lazy about that too. So we would like, we timed ourselves for like the first like three times, then we forgot about it. So like, like the then the was like, uh, I don't know, this one was fast. So like uh, two minutes. And don't know what happened. Good day, 30 minutes. Well, that's what has to happen with a lot of those studies though. Like anytime well, yeah. you let people go off into the world and figure it out. Science just is like, not. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we got, we got uh, another two, we got a grand a piece for like lying about how long we had sex for a month. I, when I first came here, I would donate blood platelets too. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Because you have plenty of those. Yeah, I don't even know what they really are. Yeah. But I was like, sure, take them. Uh-huh. 50 bucks and a cookie? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's those, good. That's good. What you want to do is give a lot of blood and then go work construction for many hours. It's the best way to be. Yeah. Because that way when you get a cut, nothing comes out. Nothing comes out. And also you're lightheaded. So yeah. So you're making really smart decisions about carrying tools. Is this Was that a sad enough period I talked about? I think so. Okay. What do you feel like about this? What do you think? Like, how does this now, 10 years later... Like, what does that, uh, what is the ripple effect of that? Like, how does that affect you now, day to day? So, I think in general, I think with with that, with those experiences, and I think with, uh, you know, like, just trying to, the older I get, the more, like, I'll focus on, um, like, being more, like, empathetic towards mm-hmm. stuff. You know, like, I really feel like that is... So I, I think that what it does is when you really feel an experience where you're so down and you're so miserable and you're so lonely, I think in the long run, it just makes you not only humble, but it makes you like feel, you feel for people. Yeah. Like, cause I, I think I would always feel in those situations that, you know, what made it so lonely was that people didn't care. Yeah. You know, like you'd go to a lot of these parties and no matter what the the wealth of the person or how affluent they were, it was always pretty consistent that you were, you know, you just, you were an item, you weren't like a, a human, you know? Yeah. And I think that the older I get, the more I just reflecting on that and, and other experiences make you just so aware of um, like the human experience that people are going through. Like yeah. what, you know, I mean, I, 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 dr- I get so, depressed driving around LA because like right around this area like I just keep seeing more and more people living in fucking tents Mm -hmm. and so you're just surround like there's just such it's such a weird fucking time because you're surrounded by this world that's almost you can see the seams coming apart and yet we're so distracted that we don't acknowledge that there there's just a very bad like a very bad thing happening which is just right around the corner. We're seeing more and more people, 
be depressed, more and more people be out of their homes, more and more people have nobody. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I like stuff like that. Just I, and I don't even know if I, I don't even know what that necessarily relates to kids' birthday parties. But I think you just feel, you just feel for people, and mm-hmm. I just feel I I really do feel like, you know, we're in such a fucking weird time where something has to change or something is about right. to change, and when when it does, it's just going to be so crazy. I mean, you 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 like honestly. I've I've done ayahuasca, right? Sure. The the crazy fucking root that just like pulls you out of your hour. fucking yeah. brain you and shit and puke for. You do not. That is the, that no? is the misnomer. No, no, you don't. You yeah. might. Uh, Did but you? Well, yeah, I no, shit all the time. No, so. I I followed a very like. There's a diet you can follow. My diet is already like pretty much it, which is just like you know no meat and like mm-hmm. low on oil and all that shit. But, um, but I when I took it, it really like it. I, you you reflect on things you've gone through and then I, I just kept thinking about like like Africa <laughs> and I just was crying because it just I, and this sounds crazy no. but I really was just like I was so I was like why don't we ever fucking give a shit about it like it's just such a very we're we're the only species that has no not only no care for really any other species mm-hmm. except for like you know cats and dogs but we, we really Degree. don't yeah yeah and 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 then we have, you know, we have like, there is not only a city or a country, there's a fucking continent that is huge, that is just full of total poverty, mm-hmm. total despair, total disease, all this stuff, like, and we just couldn't give two fucks, you know, and uh, I think it just, yeah, I think I think it all just makes you more aware of hardship and what, you know, like when you see, <clears throat> when you see people going through hard stuff or you... You know, it it just is very effective, and mm-hmm. I and I think the you know the more the more hard shit you go through, the more you are more aware of that. The more you, the more you can help somebody by talking to them because you've it doesn't even matter if your experiences match up. It's like right. the, how did it make you feel? And if you felt completely alone and completely ruined before, I think it you know it kind of informs the way you look at the world around you now. And yeah. You know. Well, I think there was, I feel like when I was younger, when I had more shit on my, when I like had more hard things happening, like there was, I somehow had more, I I had more shit happening, but also had more free time. Yeah. Because I like had, I was, you know, didn't have like outliers, 10, 10,000 hours, 10 years yeah. of like work. That's like finally coming to fruition. You know? Yeah. Uh, so like now, whenever I try to get invested and help people, it's usually less time it's more like here's some money or here i can put you people together yeah which is also like kind of laziness on my part because it's a little bit like my life was really hard for a long time now i'm like focusing on not having a hard time which is kind of i should probably do less of and it's put actually more time because money is not as good but like i used to spend more time like i used to be like a big brother and a big sister and all those kinds of things oh really yeah um which was great but i feel like the uh losing my train of thought but like I feel like what I garnered from all that time was just like what you're talking about is like relating to people as humans in general yeah like now like I'm amazed at how often because whenever I like go to like a Starbucks or anywhere we'll have a waiter I just always ask them like not not just politely because I'm genuinely interested like how's your day going and it's like once a week someone will be like wow thanks for asking that nobody ever asked or me or when that. you're in an Uber you like yeah. it, it's look it when you've 
I, I just, you feel like the, you know, that is a tough job. And there have been many times when I'll just, you know, you get in like a, a whatever, a mm-hmm. situation we really don't want to talk, but it's almost like these people sit in fucking cars all day and drive strangers around and people are pricks to them. Yeah. So the more that you can just like be a person, be a person, mm-hmm. talk, ask how they, it, and a lot of times I almost love those little connections the most yeah. where you just, you'll have a, a ride or you'll be on a plane or you'll sit at a bar and you'll just have like an hour with a, someone you'll never see again. Yep. And you just have an amazing, like real in-depth conversation. Well, sometimes those are like, you can be, they're more, uh, Earnest because you're like I know I'm never gonna see you again. So like you don't yeah. you have no you can say anything. It's like talking. It's like confession. Yeah, yeah. And you can just purge. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I I just I think like to to what you're saying, there is just something to the idea. Even honestly, like it's, and this, I become like such a fucking hippie mm-hmm. because. I even think like, you know, every, like every day, if you can just try to just be a positive in some, like yeah. help some situation, make somebody happy that you don't know or that you do know, whatever the fuck it is, but just have, just try to push that every day. It's almost like, you know, if working out every day, like it's just sure. like, the you know, just do one little fucking thing that'll mm-hmm. help. I love, I love like seeing like you know giving like a homeless person like five dollars and i again yeah. these are like minor fucking things i'm not i don't think that i'm tremendously I, helping the world i'm not doing it either but like sometimes i'll just even try to <coughs> at a starbucks just like go to a five dollar tip yeah just because like i've been in that position and it's fucking terrible yeah or or like i dropped off a bunch of donuts at a tent city the other night yeah you know just some little shit again i mean the truth is i remember when i used to work at legal seafoods in boston and i would leave the place and I would get a bunch of like fries and bread and potatoes and clam chowder and I'd walk through the common real quick and I'd just find a couple of homeless people and give them the stuff. For the most part, they'd always ask where the lobster was because it was in like legal seafood bags. Uh-huh. So there is like, obviously there's at times you are like, oh, you, you're, okay, cool. You're not that needy. You're, you're a little particular. I'm glad that I <laughs> went th- took this effort. But just whatever the fuck you can do. Like if there's so many little solutions, like we throw away so much fucking produce and there's oh, yeah. so many hungry people. It's just... <clears throat> That's bonkers. Yeah. And it pollutes our environment, mm-hmm. throwing away all that fucking It's food. not sustainable. It's not sustainable. I mean, I, <clears throat> I truly believe that, right, like we're always talking about artificial intelligence taking over and how will a computer undo us. And I already feel like it's happened. Right. I already feel like with the invention of the internet and the iPhone that it is winning. Because we now are more responsive to the robots in our hand than the world around us. So it's almost like the more that you're looking down, the more the shit around you just falls apart. Right. And I feel like that is that is the Terminator. Yeah. That is like this. We're, we're waiting for John Connor, but it, it's it's in our fucking pocket. Yeah. And we, you know, we're obsessed with the fucking thing. Yeah. And eventually, like, like what, 30 years down the road after having these things in our pockets close to our balls for 40 years, it's oh. going to be like children of men. Oh, yeah. Like, you're going to be doing sex studies then. Yeah. You'll yeah. be doing sex studies then. They'll be like, yeah. we want to see if any ejaculate will come out of a penis Anything anymore. at all. Does that still work? You had an iPhone for five years in your pocket? We want to see what an erection looks like. If it's possible is anymore. That, is that a thing we've heard tell? Yeah. Without stilts. Or even, I even think about uh, porn. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I stopped watching think porn. About porn. I think about porn all the time. It's great. I stopped watching porn like probably a year and a half ago mm-hmm. because I was like, it's like, I was like, it's the weirdest thing. Sure. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like the access you have to porn 
it oh, really, it's everywhere. It, and, and Tinder and all those things. They all have just ruined, like, we're all just so apathetic with, like, the loss of the human connection. Yep. And it comes with, I mean, it's all that shit. It's all the, well, it's all the environment that isn't real, and nobody's in, winning. We've put those in place of, like, actual human emotional intimacy yeah like that's like i've like i know i've fallen into like i've been single for two years so now like i've at first it was like super fun to like oh look at this is like a game it's like a weird sociological experiment to see all these different dating apps but it's just like these empty and i've made some friends from it like legit but yeah it's like just empty distraction from out like so not having to sit there like you were in that car and just crying yeah (laughs) like we don't have those moments anymore we're just like stillness and quiet no so really don't i mean i like uh, it's so fucking hard because I, I feel it, but I also look at my fucking phone all the time. All I mean, time. it just is, it's such, we're just going through such a little slow unraveling mm-hmm. that uh, it's it's hard, it, it really is hard a lot of times to like click into, because how do you, how do you fix it? I mean, it's just so. Well, it has to be a conscious choice, but it can't be for everybody. You just have to like do it for you and no. I'll see what happens. That's, that's why if we all could just eat a lot of mushrooms. Mm. Okay. Let's name We'd all feel better. I'm not against it. We'd all have this great, you know, if we could just, if there was a way for us to just sneak mushrooms into the Koch brothers' coffees. Sure. Oh, well, that would be interesting. That'd be an interesting experiment. Maybe. Maybe they'd thaw a little. I think you stop working on Teen Tour. No, no, no. Teen Tour's a go. It's it's about a bunch of teenagers taking a tour. Uh Uh-huh. You should stop listening because that's the pitch. That's it. Well, it's not bad. Thank you. One last question. Yeah. Uh, Is there a part of you, because there is for me, that even though this period was like uh, so tumultuous and exhausting, is there like a part of you that's still like nostalgic for it? Yes, for sure. I think, I definitely think that, because it's not, I mean, you don't have, I mean, I still don't know exactly what my life or career fully is, right? But I do have much more of a grasp on it than, than I used to. Right. And I think you can't, you can't have, you, it's rare that you can have that and be young, mm-hmm. like where you can know exactly what, you know, you, you have access to multiple options for your career or your life, um, but you're older because you've had, it's taken time to get there. Yeah. And even when you talk to people who are, you know, like that age now, they get very frustrated by, I just, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to, you know, and it really like the journey to figuring it out is in retrospect the best part For when sure. you're going through it 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 kind of isn't right but but when you think about it like the idea that you know you really had to dig fucking deep and do a you know go through a lot of tough stuff because you really didn't know enough right it it's important and i, I and you you know i do look back and think like it it's you get envious of like the person who's going through those things for sure as opposed to the person who's gone through them because you know you know the outcome you're going to be okay yeah you know it's you'll you'll be all right you'll be all right emotionally you'll be all right you know in your career and yeah it's always like you're not going to be it's this kind of feeling never really going to go away yeah it just you just get better at handling it yeah yeah and and you you know you it it just takes time and you know you as much anybody can tell you that i mean that's what i'll you know, I have, like I said, I mean, I, I know a couple of people who are probably like 25 who I've talked to who asked advice on like how to do some of this, you know, how do you write, how do you make stuff? Right. And it's like, you, know, you just start. Just do it's it. It's fun. It's fun to just figure it out. I mean, yeah. when we, when me and Evan and Todd and I, you might've been there for some of them. No. When we, when we would make these shorts, mm-hmm. 
you know, we had no fucking idea what we were doing. We would just throw these weird videos online. Yeah. And you just click into something, and you're like, "Oh, I like that." Figuring just out what you like, successful. yeah, and figuring out what you can do. Yeah, when those moments click, they're so gratifying. Yeah, and you know, you you don't get, you almost because of you get conditioned out here to never count on anything. Yeah, uh, to never you know never fully feel comfortable. Don't tell anybody anything. Don't tell anybody anything, and mm-hmm. don't over celebrate good news, and don't <clears throat> get overly depressed at bad news. Um, but you miss the times when you did get really depressed over bad news and the good news was so fucking good. Yeah. Like you really, you know, you miss those, you miss those times. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, uh, uh, I mentioned this earlier, but like, like the last 10 months or so previous to Christmas was like, I felt like a little underwater Yeah. because there was just like, at one point a friend of mine asked me at the end of the year, uh, towards the end of the year, like, so what were your highs and lows of the year? And I was like, well, uh... Well, um, there was, uh, and I couldn't fucking think of any high or low. Yeah. And it's just like, there's nothing bad or good. It's just like, I was like eager for like a peak Something. or a valley. Right. Just like, you just like cut yourself to, to feel. feel anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just like, yes, I'm nostalgic for like the period where like the nerves are so exposed. Yeah. And you're like almost like a hormonal teenager. Like everything was so, well, and they're like fun. you're walking into Oz for the first time. And it's fun. It is, it is fun to, it is fun to remember it and to talk about it because you, you you know you know you know that it worked it worked yeah. out but yeah. but that time the idea of us in cars driving to children's birthday parties you know i mean that just doesn't feel like it's real it doesn't feel like it really happened no and yet for years 429 or 575 parties yeah we did it and you got and you do all that shit but <clears throat> yeah i think it's an you you want you it's important to struggle i even think i, I my you know, my parents split up and then my dad actually split up with his second wife. Mm-hmm. And when he was going through that, it was kind of a mirror situation of what I went through, but he had three kids. Mm-hmm. So my half brother and uh, sisters. And, you know, when you're talking to them, they like watching them not understand right. that it would be okay and trying to explain that it would be, you know, like you're, it's almost adorable. Yeah. Because you're just like, it's so you're you're going to be such a great person because this is so fucking hard yeah you know it's like that you're an adolescent you're going through like a a weird emotional time and you it's good yeah it's good because you're going to be somebody who really appreciates shit yeah and if you're not and also somebody who's better at dealing with like pain and adversity which will make you probably a more charming human being a better person and it'll make you more conditioned for life yeah the people the people who almost have it hardest are the people who have it easiest because when something hard comes along it's impossible and the people who don't are like human veal yeah (laughs) like they've never been exposed to things like baby cows trying to learn how to walk yeah and they don't you know so it it all it all matters and it all adds up and it just at the end of the day it's like that that sort of shit is is the human experience yeah and it matters and that's what teen tour is all about and that's what teen tour is about yeah well, and those microwavable pizzas were 10 for 10 dollars i want to point that 10 out 10 for 10 dollars 10 for 10 dollars and uh and i'm never gonna eat one again i remember living off of i think when we lived at the oak woods i think i lived exclusively off of uh lime tostitos and salsa and uh, uh pbr that lime those lime tostitos mm-hmm. had a good run they sure did I don't think I don't think they were very good. Probably not. What but they would I do to them. your fingers? Oh, what they did to your it everything. was like glue. I think that's. I'm not going to say explicitly that that's what led to me to having a chronic stomach disease, 
but it probably didn't help. Yeah, it's, you're definitely not going to say that it wasn't part of it. No, it was for sure. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't the, you know, the smoking gun, but it was the man who pulled the trigger. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks, pal. Thank you, Stephen. Good times. I love you. Did this record? What? Okay. Well, that was a delightful little chat with my good old friend Gareth Reynolds. Uh, what a smart and insightful and delightful person. Uh, if you want to hear more from Gareth, please listen to his podcast. It's called The Dollop. It's really funny. Uh, also, you can check him out on the tweeters at Reynolds Gareth. At Reynolds Gareth. Uh, also, you know, he's at Flappers a lot, I think, in Burbank. He's tours beyond that, but I just think Flappers is fun to say because it's a ridiculous place in a ridiculous town uh, with a ridiculous name. Um, But anyways, uh, uh, thanks for listening. We had a great time. Thank you so much to uh, Brendan McFadden, to uh, Hayden Fongheiser for helping uh, all this come together because I'm not good with uh, technology. Also to Julia Pott for uh, giving the wonderful logo to this delightful little podcast and to the Kingdom Flying Club for giving some music. All all these people, all these moving pieces making uh, your, your trip through um, traffic a little bit easier. So stick stick around. You know, we're going to have some more of these in the future, and I think they'll be fun. Okay, I, I love you. Really. Really, I do. <laughs> <laughs>